everyone, and welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I'm your host, Master Wife. And I'm Master Joe. Yes. So in the past <laughs> couple of episodes, we've been talking about meeting new people, making friends, and maintaining those relationships. Mm-hmm. I think today we're going to get into those love languages. Yeah, y'all. We're going to get into some of those... Um, Romantic relationships. Mm. And we're going to do it while exploring the game Harvest Moon, which is really cool. Super cool. Super cool. But before we get into that topic, we're going to first start with our major heart piece of the week. And I'm going to begin this week. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this past weekend, um, we actually got to witness something really great Wait, and, we as in me and you? Or? Yeah, and, you know, other friends of ours. Oh, what could have that possibly been then? We got to witness one of our friends get engaged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one of our friends actually at this restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina at Babylon, which is pretty cool, is a Moroccan restaurant. It's spelled Babylon. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Babylon. But yeah, it's like an outdoor venue, and it was a really nice day, and we watched one of our friends get down on his knee and propose to his long, I guess, girlfriend. It's been a long time. It's been such a long time. Yeah. I think I will propose now. Yeah. yeah. But it was really... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) Let's save that concert for another time. Ooh, burn, burn. Yes, yes, yes. But it was really a great heart piece because a lot of our friends got together to support this couple. And it was really nice. And I really... I had some teardrops, you know. I get a little emotional for proposals. There are no tears in these mad eyes. Yeah. I'm too manly for tears. Whatever. Well, congratulations to our friends. You know who you are. Yes, we love you very much. And we wish you wish you many, many years of joy. And thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, we really do appreciate it to be able to share that special moment with you all. So congrats again. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so for my major heart piece of the week, I actually, uh, well, my dad's been in town. Yep. Uh, my dad is what what's called a snowbird, so he's he's kind of on this regiment where he'll spend uh, like spring here with us in North Carolina, and then he'll go summer, he'll go back home, and then he'll uh, do the winter in Florida with my other brother. So he's just a traveling mess. He's he's amazing, but he's been in town recently, and he's come by our studio, if you will, and he has you know the heart piece. Studio. Yes, the heart piece studio, the heart piece HQ. Um, HPHQ. <laughs> and he has actually laid down some stuff himself. Uh, he laid using down our some equipment. tracks. Yeah, because we told him, like, yeah, we got this podcast, we got these mics, we got this mixer. And he had been kind of wanting to do like a, a talking uh, uh, series, you know, just to um, give people advice on things and kind of talk about different stuff he's had on his heart and uh, issues and whatnot. So he actually came in and laid some stuff down and really liked it. And now he's actually going to. Uh, get into podcasting himself so he's wow. i sat down with him and helped him order the exact same equipment we use he's just gonna get a smaller mixer because it's it's just him our mixer's like 12 channel or something he's not gonna need that many um but same stuff same kind of equipment and he's gonna be podcasting himself so really wow, excited about awesome. that to you know kind of inspired my dad to do something it's normally the other way around but i guess now that we're getting older you know you kind of make an impression on your parents now it's it's, yeah. it's weird you you pay for their food at the golden corral and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you Whoa. pick up the tab they're like what 
So that's my heart piece. Uh, love you, Daddy. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Oh. <laughs> now let's get into some Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, you say? Yes. The Moon Harvest? The Moon Harvest. Harvest of, of the Moon Variety. Of Harvest of Love. The Harvesting Love Moon. Of languages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check this out, guys. Uh, Harvest Moon is a pretty daggone fun game, right? And today's uh, episode, as you can tell, is Harvest Moon the love languages um the so the way that this you know kind of this concept comes around master wife will get into more of the the real life application as per usual but uh for this particular segment my segment i'm gonna be talking about harvest moon the series the game the farm sim slash rpg uh in japan it's known as bokujo monogatari um i've been working on my i've been working on my japanese Mm, yes uh (laughs) and it's been it was created by developer Excuse me, por favor. Uh, Yashu. Okay. <laughs> See, I did so good the first time. You switch from. Hold on. I had Japanese. I have a little Japanese, a little English, a little Spanish. Yeah. I like to yeah. Fl- you know, flip it a little bit. You okay. know, chica bonita. Um, <laughs> but it was created by a uh, developer, or, well, yeah, game developer, Yashuhiro Wada. Yashuhiro Wada. And like I said, it's a farm simulation RPG. And fun fact this guy, uh, Mr. Wada, Wada san. He came to Tokyo. He moved to Tokyo from the countryside of Japan. And part of the game's inspiration comes from that move. He got to Tokyo and he's like, wait a minute. This is, this is interesting. All these different dynamics. It's so mm-hmm. much different than the countryside. Mm-hmm. So he made the game, uh, noticing those differences between the city and the country, uh, to point out the values of the countryside that he felt deserved appreciation. Mm. Uh, so fun fact about that. Uh, that basically led to the creation of the Harvest Moon series. Um, so, the original Harvest Moon came out for the SNES in June of 1997. Uh, there's been a lot of games in this series. And a uh, little bit of trivia for you. I'll ask you now, uh, how many games have there been in the series? I'll just let you sit on that, and I'll give you the answer at the end of my segment. Uh, however, the fa- my favorite Harvest Moon game was Harvest Moon 64. I've actually I owned that one. I've owned two um, I still have Harvest Moon 64. The other game I played was Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life uh, for the GameCube. Uh, Harvest, Six- Harvest Moon 64 is my absolute favorite. That was the first one I played. The first time I ever saw it was actually over a friend's house uh, in elementary school. I don't know why I still remember <laughs> this, but his name was Alex Hondros, and we were on the same baseball team. And I would go over his house uh, from time to time, and he had Harvest Moon. It's an awful game to play cooperatively because, one, you can't. It's single player. And two, it's an RPG slash farm sim. Mm-hmm. So there's really not a lot you can do besides watch your friend play. It was awful. But I did that, and I just loved the game so much. And watching him play, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Look at this 3D graphics. Oh, man. Wow. wow. So uh, I went to go get the game from my local game store, which was like, I don't even remember what it was called. Maybe Funko Land or, you know, it was before GameStop took over everything. There were other game stores. Uh, but so some, you know, off-brand game store I went and I thought it was Body Harvest because <laughs> I couldn't remember Body it. Harvest. Body Harvest, which is another 64 game. I couldn't remember. There's was, actually a game called Body Harvest? Yes, and it is something. Uh, it's basically a game about preventing aliens from coming and harvesting the population of Earth. Fun fact again for that game. I was, was thinking set. of something so but- <laughs> not the aliens coming. Yeah. Did it involve the black market? Should we not talk about it? We yeah, probably shouldn't talk about I, it. Nah. 
Well, Body Harvest was set actually in 2016. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's one of those We're going to have Body Harvest? Like, yeah, it's we one need of those future games that wasn't set far enough in the future. Protect our bodies. So next year guys, watch out. Okay, if you yeah. live in any hemisphere of the world, the aliens might set up a They're dome have and a harvest new movie. you. The Body Harvest. Body Harvest 2016. Uh, so yeah, definitely not the same game, Harvest Moon and Body Harvest. Uh, but in Harvest Moon 64, um, you inherit a farm from your grandfather, and the plot's basically the same for most of the games in the series. Um, they also have Rune Factory, which is kind of like another subset of the series, which is the same but way different in a lot of ways. Uh, but the general you know, plot of every game is you inherit a farm or you take charge of a farm that's run down and you know, kind of past its best years. And your main goal is to bring it back to its former glory and kind of restore it to, you know, where, where it could be, you know, its best potential. Um, however, there's a bit of a dating sim that's been included in almost every single Harvest Moon game, if not every Harvest Moon game, uh, in which you can actually marry potential non-playable characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Harvest Moon 64, you, you know, your character was a boy. You couldn't change... Uh, you can choose your gender in this particular game. However, in several series or several games in the series, you can choose whether or not to be a boy and a girl, and that of course changes the identities of your suitors um, or your eligible bachelor slash bachelorettes. I'll say. So there's that aspect. Um, the first game to do that was actually the Game Boy version of Harvest Moon, which came out I think a year before this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Harvest Moon '64 came out in 1999, and yeah, those came out in '98. So. Moving on forward with the five bachelorettes. This kind of lines up with the five, as we'll learn, love languages uh, that you can identify to learn how to talk to people in their relationships. However, it doesn't line up that perfectly. Basically, in the game, uh, the different girls have different things that they like. They have different occupations, different backgrounds, uh, different histories. And depending on what those things are, you can kind of pick up tips and little you know, hints as to what they like. Uh, you give them gifts. You meet them at certain places for uh, scripted special events, um, which you can kind of discover in the game, which is it's nice. This was before the internet, so like you couldn't just go on and say, hey, uh, where, where do I need to go to do this, or what's that? <laughs> um, well, I guess the internet was out, but not to the point where it is now, where yeah. literally everything that's hard or challenging, you just go to the internet and find it. Uh, but it was really cool and very innovative, and every character had their own thing. So between the five of them, there's Ellie. Uh, she runs the bakery. So she's very good master baker. Um, she takes care of her alien grandmother. Uh, alien, alien, alien grand. Yes, her alien grandmother, alien. who is actually in Body Harvest. No, <laughs> her ailing, excuse me, grandmother. Her grandmother's a little ill. Um, but she likes eggs, milk as a baker, of course. These are very important ingredients. And fish. Um, so I believe her grandfather was a fisherman. Hmm. So she has an appreciation for fishing, for fish. And you can actually go fishing or find her fishing and give her a fish. And she would really like that. Um, then you have Maria, who is the mayor's daughter in the game. Also a librarian. Um, you know, tr- uh, stereotypically shy, introverted, a bookworm. You know, all that type of stuff. Uh, she likes cabbage. <clears throat> cabbage? Yes, cabbage. Uh, which is one of the things you can grow on your farm. And she also likes co- collecting and studying insects. So if you you know have the net, you can catch bugs and give them to her, and she that's what she digs. These things are all so random. I was thinking just like uh, she would like a book. Well, she likes books, but you 
you can't actually just go harvest a book from somewhere and, you know, give her a book in this game. Uh, but she likes to study insects. That's a pretty scholarly so, thing yeah. to do. Uh, one of my coworkers actually really loves to study insects. He kind of collects them. He does the whole thing, you know, pins them up and uh, lists them out, all their characters and stuff. Pins them up? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you get, jeez, uh, I don't even know, like animals we call them like you know you have stuffings where you might you know get a stuffed animal or something and have it on the wall like oh look at this stuffed deer that i have but he's actually got like bugs that are frozen in form like they're dead but they're preserved you know they're not mashed and stuff and he does this i don't know if he does it or whatever but he collects bugs he studies them and he you know whatever also lizards and things like that the point is i have a coworker that does the same thing (laughs) 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 master rob's like what I don't understand. He Before this episode, there was a like centipede on our ceiling. <laughs> tell him to come to our house because there was yeah. a lizard that got into our house. Yeah, actually. I did tell him about the lizard. Oh, uh, yeah. He was like, oh, what kind of lizard was it? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it. He has a bearded dragon. So what? it's a it's a it's a lizard. It's okay. not an actual dragon. <laughs> no danger. Anyway, back on topic. There is Maria. She was the librarian. Uh, collects cabbages and insects. Anne is another farm hand. Uh, she works at the Green Ranch. Uh, she's a bit of a tomboy. Uh, is very bold, uh, you know, strong, and she is very much into wool, uh, animals. She loves animals. She loves your dog. There's a dog you can have in the game. There's also a horse which you can get from her um, to do like horse races and things like that. But she loves chickens, corn, and potatoes specifically. But you know, loves working on the farm. Very hard worker. Loves animals. Um, and, you know, that's Anne. She's this really hardworking farmhand at the Green Ranch. Then there's Potpourri, who works at the uh, flower shop in town. Uh, the town that all this takes place in is called Flower Bud Village, by the way. So she works at the Flower Lilia, is the name of the shop there, where you can buy all of your seeds for your crops, your strawberries, your cabbages, your potatoes, you know, all those vegetables and fruits that you can grow on your farm. And she stereotypically likes flowers, working at the flower shop, as well as strawberries and cakes. Um, so there's that. The last girl, her name is Karen. And Mm -hmm. in this game, she has been noted as the most challenging girl to impress, uh, you know, to, to, to marry you, basically. They say it's the hardest to get her to marry you. Um, and in, when I played the game, I married Karen. So, Mm -hmm. uh, this is, this part is extra cool to me. So, she is a waitress at the local bar in town, and her father owns the vineyard. Uh, her and her father don't get along at all. Mm. Uh, she thinks her father's lazy. Uh, she doesn't really like Flower Bud Village. She, That's probably why it's hard to impress her, because she has a bad relationship with her father. Well, if you want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting deep. We're getting deep, y'all. We're going real deep. Um but yeah, so she she doesn't really like ta- the life in the little town. She wants to go to the big city, you know. Mm-hmm. So she wants to leave, and her father, of course, wants her to stay to help with the vineyard, um, which she thinks is like ah, she's a little worried about the quality of the vineyard, the uh, the quality of the wine that they produce there. She doesn't think it's, it's as good as it used to be. Um, in the game, you can after you get to know her, she'll kind of open up to you a little bit and tell her or tell you about her grandmother who, when she ran the vineyard, had just well-regarded, high-quality wine and how she would just love to get it back to that point, but she doesn't think her dad is capable, thinks Mm. her dad's too lazy. Um, But, yeah, originally she comes across as really harsh 
very ungrateful and very rude, uh, particularly to strangers, including you. So that's why she's just really off-putting at first. And it's like, geez, why would I ever be attracted to this person, you know? Um, but she does have a quest where you can kind of save the vineyard and make it produce really, really well. Because when you go there, it's kind of desolate. It has a tree there that's that's dead and, you know, some other things like that. Um but she's a very interesting character. Uh, some of the things you can do to impress her is, since she is the drinking contest champion, being the daughter of a vine- uh, vineyard owner and working at the bar, you can go to a festival and outdrink her, attempt to outdrink her. And in order to do that, you have to prep really, really hard. I tried a couple times, and she just destroyed me. Um, but one time, I actually was able to do it. Um, she's an avid dancer. Sometimes she'll ask you, depending on your friendship level, to dance mm-hmm. with her. Uh, so there's that. And on your birthday, if you guys are friends, she actually gives you one of the best items in the game, which is a bracelet that prevents bad weather. Because if you're mm. a farmer and mm-hmm. there's a thunderstorm out or it's just awful, it can make your cows sick. It or can, a drought. Yeah, or, you know, it's, it's awful. You don't want bad weather. So she gives you that, and it's, it's really great. Um, her character, like the way she's styled, she kind of reminds me of Cloud a little bit from Final Fantasy VII. She's got, mm. like, this yellow these yellow highlights in her bang uh, that she actually gets from a different character in the original Harvest Moon game, who in this game they say is her grandmother. So it's a little weird, like the continuation of this. It's almost like it's a sequel or something. But that character's name was Eve. And in that game, she was basically the same as Karen. She worked at the bar. Um, She stayed up late. (laughs) She's the only character you can marry in that game that wouldn't mind if you stayed up late. And a lot of Karen's activities require you to stay up late. Uh, so, and she had very blonde hair. So there's that. She also liked wild grapes, which Karen likes. You can give her wild grapes, strawberries, very berry fruit, and she likes your dog, even though she says she doesn't. So she's kind of like that, uh, you know, that trope of the really tough outer shell, but you know, mm-hmm. gooey inside type person. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that's kind of what attracted me to her. In a lot of ways, the dynamics of that kind of remind me of you in a way. Oh, wonderful. A little bit, especially on the dancing side, because I know we talked about having the dancing and whatnot. Um, of course, you weren't rude and off-putting and whatnot. Can you explain more about what dancing you're referring to? Salsa dancing. Salsa okay, dancing, everybody. Salsa thank dancing. You. We ran a salsa dance group in college called Los Salseros. Um, but yeah, that's was, was kind of cool and interesting. And then like you weren't rude and stuff, but you were kind of shy and I had to like talk to you, and then after a while, after our friendship increased, you would start opening up to me on things, and I realized that you're actually a really outgoing person. Like It's like you're the complete opposite of what you presented. And Karen is a very nice and sweet girl after you marry her and you know after you kind of get your friendship up. So very interesting. But in order to successfully woo each girl, you have to speak the correct language. Um, for, instance, for instance, they all like it when you do different things. Uh, Ellie at the bakery... She really likes it if you buy stuff from the bakery. That makes her happy. She also likes it if you give her, you know, eggs and milk. And, you know, if you think to give her fish, different kinds of fish, and you kind of go and talk to her. If you gave her, you know, something she didn't like, then she would not like that. (laughs) You know? So you have to also kind of keep in mind the things that they don't like. Um, For, let's see. Like if you gave, um, what was the harsh girl's name? The harsh girls. Oh, Karen. Karen, like if you gave Karen her father. <laughs> if you if you gave Karen here, Karen, here's your father. I found him out back. You want him? You're like, nah. You can take him away. Rebel well, Karen, her dislike is actually fish. So while Ellie loves uh, fish, you give her fish all day. 
don't give Karen a fish because she's going to be like, what do I do with this? This is dumb. Thank you. You're stupid. Um, let me see. Uh, and she, like I said, she loves animals. And one of the things about the game is if your animals get sick, they can potentially die. Mm-hmm. You can buy medicine from Anne in her shop um, or from the shop in town. But if they die and she hears about it, she kind of hates that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's different things like that. You have to kind of learn what each character likes, what they don't like, and then figure out how to manage that around uh, to, in order to get them, you know, increase your friendship and get them on your side. And that's a concept that really transfers over to real life. And I think that's one of the reasons why people like the Harvest Moon series so much is it's very relatable in that sense. Mm-hmm. The later series uh, is even more applicable since you can choose your gender and you can choose to woo either a boy or a girl. Um, there's actually one iteration of Harvest Moon that came out in Japan where you can actually choose to woo someone of your same sex. Um, so there's, there's that element as well. But it's very relatable. People can get with the Harvest Moon games. It makes sense. It's a very relationship-based game, and you have to put thought and effort into uh, wooing people, figuring out what they like, and may- able to befriend them, and then maybe even get married in the end. Um, so... That's, that kind of brings me to the end of my segment. Yes, Hope you guys learned yes. something about Harvest Moon and Master Rife is going to pick it back up in part two. Uh, so as far as my question earlier about how many games have there been in the series? Uh, why don't you take a wild guess, uh, Master Wife? 25. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should turn my computer next time I ask you. Uh, the answer's right here. Yes, 25. There have been 25 <laughs> games in the series. That is a lot of Harvest Moon games, guys. Uh, the most recent one, since they've had some weird stuff happening uh, between the uh, publisher of the game and uh, Natsume, who was like the... Well, anyway, there's a lot of stuff. You can look it up online. The most recent one was called Story of Seasons. So you can check that out if you want to play some of these Harvest Moon games. That's the most recent one, available for the Nintendo 3DS. Well, thanks, Master Joe. For, You're welcome, Master Wife. For <laughs> diving into Harvest Moon. Right after this commercial break, we're actually going to get into the five love languages that can be related into friendship and romantic relationships. But we'll be right back. After these messages. Hey, everybody. Neppy Nuts here to talk to you about the Yoshi Daycare Academy, where our motto is no child left behind. Literally. <laughs> At the Yoshi Daycare Academy, we feature a network of professional caregivers, protein-fueled snack times, and wacky transformations into a wide variety of vehicles to entertain the children. Just check out this testimonial from a happy customer. We used to let the Stork Daycare Center watch over our kids, but we were disappointed with their service. The folks at the Yoshi Daycare Academy not only watched over our children, but saved them from a giant monster and brought them back to our house in time for dinner. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we take our work seriously here at the Yoshi Daycare Academy. Here, your child will learn a variety of useful skills, like how to flutter jump, how to control dogs by standing on top of their heads, why you shouldn't touch fuzzy, and, of course, the art of making and throwing eggs. We also include several field trips that we'll take the kids on to broaden their horizon about the world. For example, some of the places on our curriculum this year are Monkey's Favorite Lake, Hop Hop Donut Lifts, and the newly opened and perfectly fine and not dangerous Chomp Rock Zone. Service like this could run you $18,000 a year just for childcare and no field trips, but at the Yoshi Daycare Academy, you get all of those skills, all of the field trips, 
and of course, the care of our professional caregivers by our low price of 960 red coins a month. As part of a limited time special, all children enrolled during this month will also receive a special yellow power cape at no additional cost. So don't leave your kids in the care of a stooge or a stork. Trust the professionals at Yoshi's Daycare Academy today. Yoshi's Daycare Academy is not a real place, but it probably should be. Welcome back to the Heart Peace Podcast. We've been talking about Harvest Moon, and now we're going to talk about the five love languages and how we can use them in real life. Real life, y'all. Yes. Real life. (laughs) The five love languages (laughs) was created by Dr. Gary Chapman, and he is a counselor, a marriage counselor, as well as any other type of counselor. And he's also a best-selling author. And he created these five love languages because after like analyzing different couples and different types of relationships, he found that people individually uh, perceive love and give love in different ways. Hmm. And so one of those uh, five love languages is the act of service. Acts of service. Yes. And acts of service is basically the... I guess the quote, action speaks louder than words. So these are the types of people that, you know, don't tell me, show me, right? Yes, don't tell me, show me. Okay. So basically, they like for things to be done. So like, for example, if I wanted to, like Joseph to like clean the dishes uh, or wait something. A, wait a minute now. <laughs> hold, hold on. <laughs> like if, it, or he did this without me asking, like clean the dishes or like vacuum the floor or something. Not saying that. Wait I a want, second. Hang not on. That just I want a Master Joe to do that, but that would be acts of service. <laughs> I'm, I'm poking fun. Um, I yes. Yeah, so we actually did attend a conference in which Dr. Gary Chapman was talking, and I have learned that that right there. I'm going to point out is one of Master Wife's uh, love languages. She loves when I do things without her trying to ask me or having to ask me if I go in and I put the dishes in the dishwasher or if I tidy up something or, you know, just take care of something. I just I just take care of something, you know. She just loves that stuff. So I try to do that. Yeah, and it's important to know that you can have, as we go through these different lang- love languages, you can have more than one. Right. And each love languages can have a different level. And also, these love languages don't necessarily have to be solely on romantic relationships. Like, you can definitely take some of these love languages and relate them to your siblings or your friends or your parents or if you have children as well. Yeah. Because what you don't want to get this confused with is, you know, there's love and then there's attraction. You love everybody. You know, I love my fans. I love my viewers on the Magic Joe Gamer Show. I love my cats. You know, I don't want to kiss my cat. You know, but there's no attraction there. But love is not this like romantic only thing. So love exists in every type of relationship. All right. So you don't want to get that yeah. confused. So when you when we say love languages, you can apply that in every relationship you have. Yes, every relationship. And um, it's also important to note that we generally always. Um, give off our love languages to someone else. Right. So say, for example, we were talking about acts of service. Like I like for uh, Master Joe to maybe do things for me that um, would show examples of acts of service. However, I might also do acts of service as well, but that might not necessarily be Master Joe's love language. Right. But all in all, acts of service is basically... the people that they care about you saying i love you 
maybe I love you. However, they care more about your actions and what you can do for mm-hmm. them. So if you say I love you, but then like everything's dirty in the house all the time, they're like, do you really love me? Yeah. Do you really love me? You know? Yeah. And so another, another love language is the power of appreciation or words of affirmation. Ah, Affirmative words. Yes. Not to be confused with affirmative action. This is affirmation. Affirmation. Sorry. (laughs) No, you you didn't mess up. Oh, okay. I'm being funny. (laughs) But funny guys. Yeah, Mark Twain, Mark Twain actually always um he actually had this quote, I can live for 2 months on a nice compliment. Deep Twain. Yes, Deep Twain. Twain but, strats. You know, in real life it goes beyond that. Like we like those compliments, but it also these words of encouragement shows that you appreciate us as we are. You appreciate what we do. You honor us. And so it makes us feel love. And that mm-hmm. is one love language is someone. So, for example, for us gamers. The gamers? Yeah. Like if Master Joe is competing in a certain competition or a Smash Bros. competition. It could very well be a Smash Bros. competition. Yes. <laughs> and he's doing very well. I have been known to do pretty well in those. And if he was a person <laughs> that loves words of affirmation, I could go up to him and say, you did really great, Master Joe. And I'd be like, thanks, babe. (laughs) You are awesome. Yeah. I believe in you. Thanks, hon. (laughs) Then I'd play a million times better. Uh, Get this. So there's actually a pretty famous uh, player in the Smash Bros. community. His name is Isaiah. And, of course, he's an an old school smasher. He used to be uh, the king of Smash's partner in doubles, Ken. Uh, back in their prime and they would just go and literally destroy everyone all the time there has been a famous incident though where isaiah because he plays the game he's really really good like he's incredibly good but he wouldn't always play his best Hmm. everyone knew how good he was but he wouldn't always play his best however there was an instance where a girl he liked was in the crowd one day and when he found out about it he absolutely destroyed everyone and the, the general consensus is if isaiah wants to win no one will beat him (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if she was telling them stuff from the back like hey i think you're cool like giving them words of affirmation i don't know that may be another love language just be there just be there there. (laughs) just show up i'll show up (laughs) no that's funny (laughs) to give you all the love you need Wow. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster. See Master Joe and Master Wife in in concert. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. I'm sorry. So, another love language could be quality time. Quality time, yes. That undivided attention. You looked at me really hard when you said that. No, I didn't. Yes, you know, you did. It was it was kind of piercing. I was a little scared for my life for a second there. <laughs> Undivided attention. Wow. <laughs> Trying to tell me something, I think. Yes. Relating to the gamers, this can be a struggle for yes, it can. gamers and relationships. And we're probably going to address this more in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But how to balance that quality time with your significant other and playing games this is the mistake a lot of gamers make myself included and please don't take offense to when i say this but this is one of the things you have to remember because everyone is different like we were talking about harvest moon ellie likes cakes uh karen likes wild grapes you know 
everyone has a different thing. For gamers, we love to play games. We love it. Oh, geez, playing a game is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would anyone not enjoy playing a game? This is the absolute best activity to do in the whole world. So when you, you know, bring your friend over or say your girlfriend or your boyfriend, your wife, husband, whatever, significant other, and you say, hey, let's play a game together. To you, that might be a great idea. That might be a great way to spend time together. And maybe it is. Maybe they sit down Mm -hmm. and play the game and you guys have Mm -hmm. a great time. But if you do that all the time, that might not be a good way to spend quality time with each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want to vary it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Put on your various suit and get creative. Yeah, and if you don't know exactly what that friend or that significant other likes to do, then you can have them like, hey, hey, babe, hey, can you make a list of all the things that you like to do? And then like, and give it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it. That's that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. And then you can like participate in those different things. And it's not necessarily saying that they won't ever play games with you because that may be something that you like to do. And that may be your type of love language. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll also be able to partake in what they like to do as well. So, and you know, you won't be consumed by one of the other activities. Right. And if you, if you, you know, don't have the confidence or just don't think it'd be appropriate for you to straight up ask somebody, Hey, make a list of everything you like to do. Then one uh, way you can do it is kind of go into recon mode. I like to call it and just start paying attention to stuff that they do. Like if you're on, you know, Instagram or Facebook with your friends or whatever, pay attention to what, what, you know, where they are when they're taking these pictures or what they're saying when they're saying, Oh, I went to a concert today. Like who was the concert for? Then you can kind of get a, a a feel for the types of activities and things that they like, and then try to spend quality time around those things uh, with them. And you know, likewise. Yeah, and also, um, some people like to multitask, and they think that that's spending quality time. Like <laughs> yeah. you may be with the person in the room, and y'all may be watching TV, but then you might be on your phone or on your computer. And these people that consider this as their primary love language, they kind of want their individual attention. Like they want to be able to talk to you, like maybe while they're watching the TV, but they want that one-on-one contact. They don't yeah. want you to think that they're, that your mind is elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. For this love language, it's very important to make it very apparent to the person that, hey, I am giving you my what? Undivided, Undivided attention. attention. Coming to a theater new you, starring <laughs> Chris Brown, Chris Rock, and Chris Tucker. Special appearance by Rihanna. Wow. And Vice President Dick Cheney. <laughs> Sorry, I always want to put Vice President Dick Cheney on stuff. Wow. <laughs> ah, just because it's funny. All right, moving on. That was... That fantastic. was three love languages. Those three love languages. Yes, okay, what's the next more. one? more. Now, uh, some people liked receiving gifts. And this is not to be mistaken as materialistic. Right? I, I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> this is different. I mean, some people do like... we. I mean, a lot of people... Um, in different cultures, not in just in the U.S., we expressed our love or our care through giving gifts. It could be food, it could be uh, nice jewelry, or any any of those things. But you know, gifts is a nice way, and some people consider gifts as their primary love language. And you know, there's different ways to give a gift. They don't necessarily have to be expensive. They can be just sentimental. It's basically the thought that counts mm-hmm. with these people. 
I'll, I'll put it this way, and, and you'll appreciate this. Uh, Master Wife and I just watched the movie A Million Ways to Die in the West. And the, the two main characters in that, you have Chef, Seth MacFarlane, and I can't remember the name of the other girl, but she's also in Mad Max, we found out. She is um, the Furiosa in Mad Max. Uh, but in this movie, uh, she says to uh, Seth MacFarlane's character, I've never had a photograph. I've never taken a photograph. I've never been in a photograph for her. And so Seth MacFarlane, at a certain point in the movie, gives her a photograph. And she just thinks that that is the nicest thing. She says, this is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me, ever. And from that point on, it's pretty clear to the viewer that, okay, she loves this guy. Yeah. Like, you know, and he, he was just being nice. He was just being nice. He, uh, you know, she was helping him to learn how to shoot because he <laughs> kind of entered himself in a duel in an act of testosterone. Um, and she's a very good shooter, having been the wife of the best shooter in the West right now, who's also a villain, and Liam Neeson. But, yeah, you know, gave her a photograph, and just a photograph. You know, like, what's a photograph? It's a picture. Big deal, (laughs) you know? Like, we take photographs like nothing now, but it was a gift, and for her, that was literally the best thing ever. Yeah, and that brings up a great point, that you need to find exactly kind of what the person likes, because, Mm -hmm. you know, they may like gifts, but they might not like you know chocolate all the time they right, may yeah. like more less expensive like a card a letter or a song yeah valentine's day is always hard in the master house because be my valentine wow be my you, valentine oh no be please please stop please wow you did it you did it you went there you went there okay um moving on i'll have to bring that out of the closet you know <laughs> Pay no attention to Master Joe created a song for one of his <laughs> old shows that he used to have. It's called the Third Mind Channel. Please don't. We go may look bring it up. the tapes out for this this episode. I have to, I have to go burn those. <laughs> They're so embarrassing. <laughs> They're somewhere. <laughs> they don't exist. You'll never find them. They'll um, never disappear from the internet. Anyway, before Master Wife utterly ruined me um, just now, <laughs> I was trying to point out that she does not. She's she's she is is not the biggest on chocolate. She likes chocolate in small amounts and something like she won't not eat chocolate. But if I just got her a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day, I like Day, caramel. Though. She'll be like, dude. If he got me chocolate with caramel, yeah, um, yeah, or you know, maybe like Lindor Trouble's white chocolate you liked for yes. a bit. But she's not the biggest chocolate or person. Or edible arrangements. You know, arrangements. Edible arrangements, yeah. Mainly for the fruit. Those things are expensive, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> And that brings us to our next, uh, well, finishing up with this love language. Also, don't wait for special occasions as we were talking about oh, yeah. Valentine's Day. And, yeah, Valentine's uh, Day is the worst day to give gifts. You know why? Because everyone else is giving gifts on yes. Valentine's Day. Same with Christmas, birthdays. That's when you're supposed to get a gift. Yeah. Like, think outside the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. If you were in the 90s, you got that reference. Because that was a show. Maybe early 2000s. I don't know. But anyway. I don't even know that reference. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe I do. I'm full of nuggets like that. But yeah, yeah it's important. You know, give, just do things at random. Uh, because that's when people aren't expecting it. And get this, guys. Get this. When people aren't expecting things... Like, let's let's put it this way. Let's let's put it in like military terms, right? If you attack your enemy when they're not expecting it, your attack will be more than likely more successful 
than it was if you attacked when they expected you to, mm-hmm. right? Or if, the, they, if you're supposed to go through the front door to attack, but you sneaked around and went through the back door to attack, it's probably going to be more successful, right? Mm-hmm. So if you give somebody something when they don't expect it, it's probably going to leave a better impact on them than if you gave it to them, say, on their birthday. You know, not to say that they wouldn't appreciate it on their birthday, but they're going to be like, oh my gosh, why are you giving me this? I hadn't, I wasn't prepared at all to receive anything from anybody. This is so crazy. Yeah. So keep that in mind, you know, give stuff to people when they least expect it. Yes, that's but awesome. in a good way. Like, don't give it to them at a funeral or something. Yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said right when you least it. expect it, and I, I, that immediately flashed my mind. It's like someone's gonna mess that up. Uh, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and um, so one of the last love language is um, basically physical touch. Physical touch, touch, touch it, leave it, stop or mad it. <laughs> There's so Take much emotional power in physical touch. Yes. And we're not just talking about being intimate, like, sexually. It could be just holding hands Mm -hmm. or just giving a hug, like your best friend needs a hug right now. Give them a hug. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being there, being there physically during emotional times. Yes, and gamers, when you're out there, you know, playing your games with your girlfriend, boyfriend, brother. Sister, father, mother, you know, cousin, uncle. Hug them, hug them. Put your arms. I want you to look to the person to your left right now, and I want you to put their, your arms around them, and I want you to tell them, you know what? I love you, and I appreciate you, and that's why I'm giving you a hug right now, because I just suddenly turned to a Southern Baptist, and I like to say, uh, hey, amen. Hey. <laughs> what? That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. Mm. Okay. It's the A's at the end of the word. You yes. put an A on the end of every a word you say. <laughs> but basically, physical touch is basically embracing that person and showing them that you love through physical touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this applies to a lot of things. For example, uh, our cat Umi. Our cat Umi is one of the absolute sweetest cats in the whole world. I don't know what's wrong with her. She's supposed to be evil and bite me and stuff, but she's supposed to get mad when I clip her nails, but she literally doesn't care. I have video proof of this. Uh, I might put it up somewhere. But at any rate, this cat loves physical touch. Like, she loves it so much that if you just dangle your hand down, like, near the ground where she can get it. Or your foot. Yeah, or your foot or something. She will rub her face. Like, she'll do the work for you. She'll be, I got this, bro. And just rub her face all over <laughs> your hand, just back and forth, wherever around, and basically give herself the, the pats. Like, yeah. she Both loves physical touch. Both of our cats are touch. like that. Yeah, they Raylan like is too. bias. Umi, yeah. Umi just always gets me because she'll, she'll do that, but she'll do that for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah, like, and she'll come just sit on your lap. Yeah, she loves physical touch. Um, so even down to the cat level, if you guys are just trying to figure out how can I have a better relationship with my cat... I mean, work on that physical touch, man. Work on it. You know, but out, that may not be their the love, love language. language. Yeah, figure out the love language of your cat. <laughs> Maybe they don't. Don't touch me there, man. <laughs> yes, you'll get like something in your face. You know, right? Like yeah, yeah. You have to love. There may be food. I don't. I don't know. Oh, look at that! Right now, our two cats are. Uh, having a little physical touch right now. Yeah, Umi's maybe, giving Raylan a bath. Maybe we'll... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get some footage of that and put it up for this episode. Yes, we can. But, you know, those are the main five relationships... Uh, 
five languages that was defined by Gary Chapman. Of course, there may be other love languages, but if you want to check more information about Gary Chapman, look him up on the Google. On I mean, the Google. He's there, yes. And we will have a link under the description of this episode. But, you know, overall, everyone has a different way of expressing love or ways of how they feel love. And it is our jobs to try to figure out how our friends, how our significant others express love because, and also make them aware of these different love languages. Like if you think that, um, your love language is the acts of love and um, acts quali- of service. quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, tell them, communicate that and say, these are the, you know, these are the things that I, that makes me feel great about our relationship or make me feel love because, you know, everyone can't read our minds. That's so. right. Yeah. Don't assume that people are just going to automatically know, you yes. know, and definitely try. And it's, it's our instinct, but try not to make the mistake of, you know, after you figured out what your love language is, just assuming that everyone else will respond to your love language the exact same. As Master Wife pointed out early, a lot of times your love language is not the love language that's you know that that'll work for someone else. It's particularly in a in an intimate, very close, uh, romantic relationship. A lot of times, like they say, opposites attract. Yes. So if for me it's words of affirmation and I just look at Master Wife every day and say, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're lovely. And oh, you know, you're fantastic. You can do it today. Have a great day. But her love language is actually acts of service. Those words are great, but maybe I need to step up my game and do some things to back up what I'm saying. Yes. Excellent. 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 Excellent point. Excelsior. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our episode today talking about the harvest moon. Yes, the moon harvest and the body harvest. I love how I harvest. say the, the You harvest. do, you do. The harvest. I think it's because of the Google. The James. I think yes. that started it. The James. Yeah. The major. The, the major, the major heart piece. Yes. Of the week. Yes. Yes. The heart piece podcast. <laughs> well, I hope you all, yes, enjoyed again mm-hmm. our episode talk about harvest moon and also the five love languages try you know this next week over this week to figure out what your love language is yeah spend some time to really think about it and maybe even uh try to figure out what the love language of other people around you is yeah and try to you know use those love languages to help you navigate through your relationships Mm -hmm. if you hope you guys enjoy this episode if you do uh we would really appreciate it if get this we're on itunes right and itunes you know iTunes is fantastic, but you, you guys will really be helping us out if you would just spend some time in your day, write us a review, tell us what you think about the podcast, you know, what do you like, what do you don't like, uh, help us to improve this thing and help us spread the word and tell the world about the world's greatest podcast ever known for gamers and relationships and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. Uh, you can find us, of course, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, or at our website, heartpiecepodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. And until next time, peace out, heart pieces. (laughs) 